five four three two one i'm john miglosh for the wisconsin dma and the international society for strategic marketing well let's get over to start with dominoes we got some fun with dominoes and at Domino's, we're more than just classic hand-tossed pizza for $7.99. We're hearty handmade pan crust, tasty gluten-free crust, foldable Brooklyn-style crust, and crunchy thin crust, too. Carry out three-topping pizzas on any of Domino's five crusts for $7.99 each. And there we go. So that was fun, right? Wasn't that fun? Well, Domino's has had a ruling go against them, and um, they basically have... This is a long-running case that basically says that the Americans with Disabilities Act from 1990, before the Internet was even invented or a browser invented, uh, applies to the Internet. And uh, it applies to companies that have a public presence uh, or something like that. That's what it says. And um, so if so if you have a store, you have to comply. But if you have a store and a website, then your website has to comply. Now, we don't have a store. We never get visitors. <laughs> If you want to visit you can <laughs> just let me know when you're coming uh and um but what's interesting is is that the guy originally placed tried to place an order with his screen uh reader um there are there are fairly sophisticated screen readers that can read um a website and it's not it's not that easy because there's a main body and i you know i use reader view a lot and oftentimes it'll Pick up on something that isn't what you want to see, and if you don't have, you know, if you don't, if you can't visually inspect it, it's hard to tell what, you know, what's going on. But he was he was able to uh, order on the phone, and Domino's order, argued that that would be a preferred way for someone visually impaired to order, wouldn't it? And he argued that yes, that might be the case, but he wanted to order with a screen reader, and so judges, I uh, see, you know, I sometimes scratch my head at what judges come up with but judges decided that not only should you be able to order on the phone you know i have dominoes on speed dial up by church because whenever i have a meeting and have to bring food i just have dominoes deliver it when and it's there when i get there if i call from the right spot in the in the route in route works perfectly except that they don't keep my credit card on file and so i have to keep reading off the credit card which is the only downside Anyway, so Dominic's may have already fixed all this. It wouldn't surprise me if they have. Uh, they probably have. But I just wanted you to know that, you know, the the real test, the real question is, should you advance technology? You know, how fast do you have to advance technology? You know, when the browser was when the browser was invented, it wasn't designed for blind the blind. When the website for Domino's it wasn't probably designed for that now you have to think about it it's one more tax uh, on business that you have to pay that you have to pay in the interest of science or society oh thank thank you thank you and yesterday as I pointed out Schick you know was in, in some ways blindsided by this model who was using her pro their product in a wonderful way and now they found a whole new market so pay attention you know, not this isn't all bad news. Some of it's really good news. Um, and maybe go out of your way to, to uh, cater to underserved markets. That's the way companies grow. Rarely do you tweak to greatness. But if you can find underserved markets, that's often an explosive formula. 
Prime Day, more than half the Prime members made a purchase during Prime Day. That was amazing. I just think that's amazing. Here's an interesting article. DSW, which is Discount Shoe Warehouse, as far as I remember, uh, is plotting self-checkout, not because they think it'll save them a bundle, which they may think that, but because they have a hard time hiring enough people. Isn't that interesting? And, you know, the some argue that you know, we're paying so much unemployment, uh, paying people to stay home that they're not out looking for any kind of job, even though there's almost a million jobs in retail that are unfilled right now. So if you're looking for a summer job, that should be pretty easy for you. Um, anyway, so the uh, the thing is, is that these jobs may never come back once we figure it out. Once once. You know, I've, I've tried self-checkout. Every now and then I try it because I usually am running into the grocery with just one or two items that I'm supposed to pick up. I'm not the main principal grocery shopper, as you might guess. Um, and so, uh, although, you know, if you go into a grocery store and ask them, where is the impossible meat? <laughs> they might look at you funny, which is what I did the other day at the pick and save and they didn't have a clue where any of it, whatever it was I was asking for. My wife always sends me in. Nobody even at the whole store knows where it is. <laughs> I asked three people. <laughs> Finally, somebody said, it's in the bakery department or something. I forget. It's like, <laughs> okay. But anyway, I've, I venture to do that just because I think it can't be that hard. Uh, but you remember when I remember the days when you had to pump your own gas. You pull into a gas station, they'd say, Yes, sir, how much would you like? And I'd say $5 worth, and it would fill up, almost fill up the tank. <laughs> you know, and I, I remember one time when gas was 19 cents a gallon or something like that. I remember 27 cents a gallon. I remember, well, heck, we had almost 99 cents a gallon just last year. But anyway, um, interesting article. Put it in the category of another reason to be cautious about digital advertising. Pinterest scales back weight loss ads with new rules. And uh, again, if you go over to WDMA.org, uh, you will be able to subscribe and get all these show notes because I'm just touching on these articles. And you get I upload them almost instantly after the show. So if you have any article you want to dig up and, and get more, more background, you know, go over there to WDMA and subscribe. It's free now. We're testing, the style consultant built this yesterday or the day before, a pop-up that offers a free um, a free sample. It's probably the best part, the first four chapters of Spinning Straw into Gold, and it will tell you the basic idea of the lies of the <laughs> marketing of marketing in the past 40 years, the two biggest lies. Uh, I think it only covers the first big lie, but... You know, it's really cheap if you want it on Kindle. And if you don't have any money, just write me and I'll probably, you can probably talk me out of a PDF. Otherwise, it's 20 bucks for a signed copy, uh, which I will sign myself. Could be a collector's item, you know, if I would somehow <laughs> save the world yet, yet to go or save the bees or whatever I'm working on lately. Okay, so Pinterest decides that uh, weight loss adds that were probably working because they wouldn't be more of them unless they were, that weight loss imagery or language is no longer allowed. They had some rules on this already that they, they couldn't, you couldn't have appetite suppressant pills 
or um, or supplements or other products. There's an old story in direct mail. You know, when we were learning direct mail for the first time, the story basically was that if you could get enough people to try your product, you know, send in for a free trial. You hear that, you know, you hear that for uh, sleep aid pills and for, you know, I hear them for testosterone pills and stuff, you know, just whatever, whatever you're, whatever they're offering. If you can get enough people to, to try the sample and it's especially good to charge a little bit for it, you know, charge shipping and handling or something. But if you can get enough people to try it, there'll be some people that it will work for. Uh, Amway did a really, really in-depth study of the genetics of weight loss. And what they found was that for any diet plan, about 10% people lost weight. About 80% of people didn't really lose or gain much of anything, no matter how hard they tried. And about 10% gained weight <laughs> on every diet plan. So the trick is to get testimonials. <laughs> And so if you have a if you have a business, you know, I get so many businesses about that want to tell me about how to make a fortune on LinkedIn. And then they send me this poorly written three page chat message (laughs) goes on and on and on and on. And I tell them this is a chat. You know, this is not this is not the Encyclopedia Britannica or Wikipedia or something. And I don't think they get it. And the style consultant says, don't bother with that. But, you know, they want to get rid of body shaming. My body is a shame, I have to say. (laughs) And uh, I was looking at it in the mirror this morning. I've lost 20 pounds from my peak weight. I was down 30, though. And I'd like to lose another 15, not because of body shaming. No one one (laughs) writes in and says, John, you're too old and fat to do this video, (laughs) which may be true. But here's 10 ways to build your credibility in direct mail. And uh, this is from Robert Bly. Uh, I always called him Bob Bly. So, uh, but you can call him Robert. Anyway, he is legendary, a legendary direct mail copywriter. And he's talking about how to help tailor your copy to, for, especially for small businesses. We're going to be, we're going to be trying to emphasize small business. And we've got some small business content and big business content. But I did a re, uh, uh, I did a, an interview uh, with Deanne Campbell. Uh, yesterday we shot it, and tomorrow it's going to be playing live. My kids are coming, so we're going to have breakfast together. And, you know, I may still be looking in on the chat, so don't say something naughty because I will find out. But um, if you do make a comment, I may m- make a comment back because I'll be watching. But I think it's one of my better interviews because Deanne is, you know, has real experience and knows things and because i'm learning in my old age always try to learn something i'm learning to let the guest speak which is a new thing for me now we had a whole half an hour shot with me talking mostly and uh fortunately the i had the audio turned off on dn so we had to shoot the whole thing over and i did a much better job so i'm 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 excited to show you that tomorrow morning at 10 so if you're working uh, then you should definitely tune in because you don't want to do much tomorrow anyway. No one else is working. And if you're not working, you got plenty of time, so have some coffee. Get ready. It's going to go right at 10 on the button because it's an, a robot. Uh, 
Anyway, Bob says, you know, align yourself. If you're an independent person, you know, have somebody that you are aligned with. And I think that makes a lot of sense. So you say, I'm an Amazon reseller <laughs> or, or I'm quoted in Forbes. That comes on down lower here. Talk about recent success, right? Recent success. Uh, we helped a retailer grow from 50 million to 100 million just in the last couple of years, and they went public. Sounds pretty good. Talk about track record over a long period of time. We've worked with 25 of the Fortune 100, Microsoft, IBM, Bell South, uh, AT&T, no, no, not AT&T, Adobe. Um, there's more. And the Hudson Bay was, you know, a couple of billion dollars. We've had some pretty good clients. Um, credentials, you know, and this, you got to be a little careful because in all of this stuff, you're kind of, you know, you're kind of misplaining. <laughs> I made that up. Is that even a word? Uh, you're talking up yourself. And one of the hard things about self-promotion is, you know, you certainly get sick of hearing it. But when I started as a consultant 40 years ago this September, you know, people would ask me, well, what do you, you know, what, what makes you think you're a marketing consultant? I said, you know, that's a really good question. That's so funny. I have no qualifications whatsoever. I have a master's in philosophy and I wanted to be a minister and, uh, and it's just a miracle of God that I'm here. <laughs> and one of my, Stan Kakofka, one of the presidents of Alan Bradley, who had, who had retired and become a consultant, uh, took me aside and he said, John, you may want to think about, think differently. You may want to think about why you might be qualified rather than all the reasons why it's a miracle. Not that it isn't a miracle. Stan was a wonderful, gracious guy. And he got me to do better with my fingernails. I never got a mani-pedi, but I should probably. And uh, so Stan helped me with that. And I learned that if I said I had an MA from the University of Wisconsin, instead of I have an M, I have a master's of, in philosophy, and what good is that? Uh, that people would assume I had an MBA. They would hear MBA. It was fantastic. Uh, so just the way you say your credentials can be can be fantastic. And oh, oh, by the way, I sold printing. I sold B2B instrumentation, right? I developed all the literature and brochures. I set up a telecenter. I also set up equipment, test equipment. I set up our test equipment. Uh, I did on-site service in B2B. Uh, so I had a lot of B2B experience. I bought the first computer that the company owned, and I actually wrote some code for it, usually breaking the code. But um, it was a wonderful system, amazing. On 64K of RAM and uh, a 14-meg hard drive, or maybe the other way around, probably 14-meg of RAM and a 64-meg uh, hard drive. Yeah, something like that. It was just nothing, and we made it work. So anyway... Um, how you say your credentials can matter. Uh, let them know you act as a fiduciary. Okay, so you put your client's interests first. You know, again, yeah, sure you do. <laughs> Are you homeless? Oh, so you charge for your service? Support your local community. You know, get involved with your church. Get, and that's how I got my first job as a consultant. I was involved with some some uh, nonprofit organizations, and one of the guys who was on the board said, you're an interesting guy. You should meet this other interesting guy, Vic Hunter. And he's in, uh, that, was, that was Art Reamer. Was that Art Reamer? 
Yeah, I think so. Anyway, you should meet Vic Hunter, and uh, and the rest is history. Methodology. You know, we have a unique way of doing machine learning. It just is. And we've been tested head-to-head -head against uh, 11 times, just by musician's friend, 11 times against eight different international modeling companies, and we beat them all. The last one was by 321%. We just set up head-to-head -head tests with a client uh, segmentation system, and the average over three tests in in three seasons was 100 and about 150 per plus percent uh, improvement over their system on a head-to-head -head uniques test. So we have some unique methodology, and you can understand it. I helped teach Dick Cabela how statistics and machine learning works. Media proof, have you been covered? Yeah, well, and sometimes, you know, I've, I've gotten a couple of interview invitations that I'm planning to do. So, you know, make enough noise and somebody will follow you. Social proof, <clears throat> demonstrate that people think highly of you. Thank you for the comments. I love that. And we, I send good comments to the style consultant, and sometimes we actually reuse them. Uh, testimonials. I think testimonials are probably the best thing you can do. Uh, I tend to forget to gather them up. Um, and the best way to gather testimonials is if someone says something nice, uh, reach out to them and say, would you mind if I crafted essentially uh, a testimonial from what you said? Don't, don't ask them to write it. It'll never happen. I mean, it, people are busy. So send them something that captures essentially what they said, but maybe make it a little more a little more detailed. Um, like I got a couple of thumbs up. That's a little vague. If <laughs> three thumbs up, Siskel and Ebert, that would be great. Two was two was you know go watch the movie, and this was maybe, and this was no. So, uh, but you know you'd want to put some words to that. Bonus tip: set a deadline. Okay. Go over to WDMA right now and get the free sample, and who knows how long that'll be up because a lot of people don't like, there's an actual deadline. As soon as the style consultant takes it down, the sample will not be available with the pop-up. I promise. So anyway, good, news, good words from Bob, uh, and that isn't just for direct mail, that's for all kinds of areas of credibility. But if you're on Pinterest and you just had your diet plan scrubbed because of a change in rules, you were going along making money and now all of a sudden you don't even can't even advertise there. One of the hidden benefits of direct mail. The postal service does not read your mail before they deliver it in general. <laughs> there are other government agencies that people can complain to, but in general, if you keep it honest you know and have some you know be benefit or testimonials you can mail a lot of stuff and once it gets going it won't just get get shut down so think about that you know have a variety if you're going to do social media make sure you don't you're not just on one platform and facebook inter instagram is one platform and oftentimes the main media facebook youtube Pinterest and Twitter will all ban, ban the same person like on the same day. So they seem to have some, uh, they seem to, to look over each other's shoulder. So you may want to have a mail strategy going along testing alongside your other media. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you.